Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Meredith Lewis, Director of Content and Engagement at the P.J. Harold Grinspoon Foundation. Meredith currently serves as the Director of Content and Engagement for P.J. in North America. In that role, she manages the subscriber experience, which includes book selection, digital content creation, community programming, and new initiatives for parents. Previously, she worked at 70 Faces Media, MyJewishLearning.com, and Kfeller.com. There she served in a variety of roles, including managing editor, interim executive editor, and chief operating officer, and helped lead My Jewish Learning into a merger with the Jewish Telegraphic Agency. Meredith has also worked as a writer, young group director, and teacher. She holds an MPA and MA in Hebrew and Judaic Studies from New York University and a BS in Journalism from Northwestern University. Meredith is a Wexner Field Fellow and currently pursuing a certificate in early childhood technology at Tufts University. Welcome, Meredith. Thanks, Lisa. And I should say, a great friend of all of us here at the Yiddish Book Center. We have enjoyed collaborating with you. Likewise. Um, so it's great to have you take a few minutes. You're here this week um, uh, because we have Tent uh, Children's Literature here at the Yiddish Book Center, which is partnered with PJ Library. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about PJ. Yeah, so PJ Library is all about helping families who are raising Jewish children bring Jewish stories home. And so one way we do that is quite literally, we distribute free Jewish books to thousands of families. In North America, we have more than 210,000 subscribers. And globally, we're working with nearly three quarters of a million families. Um, so it's a really tremendous enterprise. Um, and more figuratively, we know that a lot of families today who are raising children uh, Jewishly or with Judaism as part of their lives are struggling to figure out what that means and struggling what it means to understand their own faith or lack of faith, what their heritage might be or a heritage they've adopted by marrying uh, a partner who brings Judaism as part of their life. And so we're helping those families find their place in the Jewish story in a way that feels comfortable to them. And let's then talk a little bit about that synergy in terms of Tent Children's Literature, which is was originally part of the Yiddish Book Center's, it still is, uh, Tent program, which are one-week workshops. And it was great. You came to us and make this possible. So let's talk a little bit about what this collaboration means. Absolutely. So PJ Library is a program that is really built around partnership. Harold Grinspoon, who started it, realized very quickly that he needed philanthropic partners, he needed community partners. And in recent years, um, I think sometimes we took for granted the partnership that we had with authors, who also have the same mission of bringing stories to families, and who sometimes struggle um, with the publishing industry, which is really about the bottom line and making money. Um, they're great stories that need to be told, that they want to tell, and that we want to have out there. And so we realized uh, overall, for us, strategically, we needed to be having conversations and getting to know authors and understanding what they wanted to write about and having them understand what we wanted. So I was talking with Josh Lambert, who actually knew from my work at My Jewish Learning. He told me about Tents, and he said, have you ever thought about doing something with children's literature? And he said... Not yet. And so we realized that the structure of TENT, of really honoring a cohort-based model for creatives to come together to not only have opportunity to work on what they're writing, um, but to connect with other people, to learn, um, fit our mission as well. And it is something to be said about being at the Yiddish Book Center, surrounded not only 
by books, but the stories that those books have carried with them, the stories inside the people who have owned those books. Um, it's something that we've heard from our authors that the whole ambiance and the mission of this place inspires them, finds their place in the tradition of Jewish storytelling. And just for our listeners, Josh Lambert is the academic director here at the Yiddish Book Center, and um, I think it's safe to say the person behind all of the tent programs. Um, And if I may, um, what makes a PJ book a PJ book? Yeah, so um, our number one criteria is will this book be read again and again? So for lots of parents of young children, there is something that they sometimes find um, a bit grinding when a child, especially a young child, says, read it again, read it again, and they've practically memorized it. Um, But I remind people that that's what the Jewish tradition is. We've been reading the Torah again and again and again. It's the exact same story. But every time you read it, there's a different interpretation. There's a, a teaching that there are 70 faces of the Torah. It means there's always a different aspect that you find in the exact same text. And so for us, the number one criteria that makes a great PJ Library book is will kids and parents want to read it again and again and again? We're also looking for stories that touch on Jewish values, um, Jewish history, Jewish celebrations and holidays. Um, We're particularly looking for stories that help families find uh, joyful Jewish moments. It can be really hard to be Jewish, I think, especially in 2019. Um, And I think there are a lot of programs that are working on that and are helping and supporting families. But for our youngest family, for our youngest members of our community and those families, I think we're trying to root them in something that feels really positive, that feels warm and welcoming um, and gives them moments to celebrate alongside a time period where parents are celebrating all sorts of beautiful milestones and questions with their children. So here we are at the Yiddish Book Center, as you said, surrounded by books, which um, we are beginning with all of our translation fellows mm-hmm. to get translated. And certainly children's literature figured prominently within the sort of arc of uh, you, know, you know work published in Yiddish. And I know for sure that there is one translator, um, Miriam Udell, who mm-hmm. has visited here and is a great you know uh, friend of ours and alum of programs. Um, So I'm wondering if you're finding that there is literature, the children's literature, that's relevant to this um, in translation. Absolutely. I would say we definitely have a number of our authors who are asking and we're making those connections about children's literature. We're also looking at stories that – and we see this in – American children's literature across all sorts of sectors that maybe haven't traditionally been viewed as children's literature but are um, open for children and interpretation. So we have two alumni of previous tent programs that are actually here doing um, a writing residency, and they're working on an adaptation of Helm stories that, while honoring the original is not true to the original. It really um, takes a consideration of the time that we're living in and balancing the humor and the um, what we can learn from the silliness, the really poignant um, messages that come across, but also takes into consideration that naivete is not a value right now that I think is um, – highly regarded by our families, and so really contextualizes it. So, for example, they're playing, they have two twins that are the Wisemans. That is their last name, and they end up at this town, and they're not sure why they're there, and they're confused by the practices, and there are echoes and nods to very classic home stories, but it's really bringing it in a way uh, that fits a middle-grade genre for today's audiences, 
Um, and I think that feels very much in line with the Jewish tradition of adding your own commentary on previous stories. And it's funny when you're talking about that, which it sounds like a great book. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's also something that I see culturally across a lot of aspects of our work. Um, certainly Yidstock, we have all these musicians coming, and they are constantly evolving music. So there, there are roots there, but it's so Jewish to borrow and um, evolve and reimagine material. Totally, and I would say sometimes I'm asked, um, why is PJ Library still seeking out new titles after nearly 13 years? Haven't you? Don't you have enough titles? And I would say, look at media from five years ago, ten years ago. Not only do things date, but uh, human creativity, our nature is to want to add and adopt and adapt. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there are certainly plenty of classics that we look at, but there's a real act of saying, um, how do I honor tradition, but how do I move that conversation forward? Um, and this is, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the third year we've partnered together yes. um, with uh, Tent Children's Literature. And I'm wondering if you can reflect on it a little bit in terms of its both impact for the participants and PJ as well. And I know, you know, publishing is a slow, right? it's a slow slog, um, you know, from manuscript to publication. So I think you'll just be getting to see the, the fruits of that. But talk a little bit about this. Yeah, indeed. We, uh, the first, one of the books that came out of the first tent, which was actually a collaboration between one of the participants and Miriam Udell, who you mentioned. Miriam had originally found this story, and one of our participants played around with it, and that book just is coming out right now to the market. Um, so we are starting to see manuscripts and books trickle out. But I think we also have developed a cohort of authors that feel a stronger connection to the Yiddish Book Center and feel comfortable calling the staff here as they're working on projects that feels comfortable in conversation with PJ Library. We've seen a number of other projects that these authors have worked on have echoes of their time here. We've seen authors that are in peer critique groups, which is a really important part of the children's um, kid-lit industry of having other people being able to critique your work, peers, and really helping you leave your own head. Um, And we've also seen people that are more comfortable with their own Jewish identity on whatever term they want that to be as writers. And they are huge ambassadors to the world of children's literature, to the movement of we need diverse books and saying that Jewish books also have a place in that conversation um, of people that say you can be a writer and whether you're Jewish or not there's a place for you in our writing community and there's stories to be told and there's so many more left and so I I consider our tent alumni um, and I know the Yiddish Book Center does, does as well as a group of people that we're continuing to have ongoing relationships it's definitely not a come here for a week and that's our the end of our relationship with you oh I think that's really true and as you mentioned the whole idea of building community and cohorts and stuff yeah. like that there's just amazing conversation that goes on for all of these uh, you know program alumni and then more broadly they're connecting as they evolve their careers and move into different directions is there one particular aspect of this that has surprised you? Um, I think the idea about how their time here isn't just reflected in when they're writing a Jewish manuscript. So we have had a number of 
authors who have shared projects they're working on have shared events in their own life and they're able to say there was something really transformative about the time here you imagine you're bringing um and we are we're bringing professional authors um nearly everyone that's participated in tent has either published or is on the track of publishing um and you imagine they're coming here and they're working on a project and there's going to be a tangible output but there's something so intangible also um Writing can be a very lonely job. Um, the best place to write for so many people is in a quiet room with no one else. And so what we've seen is that people have said, I've never considered myself part of a community. And it changes their relationship not only to their writing, but Judaism. It's a goal that we have with our families that receive PJ Library books to connect them to community events, um, to help them find their cohorts. And I don't think we set out in all of what we call kind of our author stewardship efforts to do community building. We were focused on getting books. And I think as a result, we've transformed the life of so many authors as well, not just their professional careers. Yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And it's really exciting to see how this program has grown just in terms of the number of applications. Totally. And people people talk about it. And even going into a year, if someone has a scheduling conflict, they'll say, oh, well, like, can you make sure that I know about next year? Um, and that anticipation anticipation has been just really beautiful. And maybe you can touch briefly on, um, you know, you alluded to, we do bring a lot of great talent in to talk and to lead workshops and give mm-hmm. lectures, et cetera. And there's some really fun aspects of field trips, if I may. Um, Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. So um, every year our participants have gone over to the Eric Carl Museum. And in addition to seeing whatever is on display at the Carl, which is always beautiful, and this year there's a celebration of the 50 years of Very Hungry Caterpillar, uh, the archivists there take out beautiful original work from um, William Stieg and uh, Uri Sholovitz and Jewish illustrators, and we always find our our authors and author illustrators here saying, I didn't know that person was Jewish, or I didn't notice that detail of that work when you see it in the book. Um, so that has been great. We spent some time over at Rich Michelson Gallery. Rich is um, a dear friend of PJ Library and an author, and he has original artwork from Dr. Seuss, Maurice Sendak, but also features a lot of the contemporary um stars of the kidlit world in the illustrations and we invite many local authors and illustrators uh those working on jewish works and not to join us to join to create that cohort um and a real treat is that our um, participants always go down to harold grinspoon's house and get to meet harold and diane um and understand how this program why this program pj library was founded and really get to share their ideas about how to move it forward with harold and uh at nearly 90 years old he's listening he's actively thinking about what comes next and that's one of the most exciting things about pj library and our partnerships is that we're not a static organization we're not resting on uh, the great success we have achieved so far well um you you mentioned collaborations, and I think you know any children's book has got words and pictures. And um, I'm working on the next issue of Pocket Trigger, our magazine, mm-hmm. and it's about those collaborations, which uh, you know the the work of amazing artists, um, Diego Rivera, um, I'm trying Chagall. They all mm-hmm. figured into both Jewish literature for adult readers as well as children, um, and. It's great that there's a rich history of that, and the whole idea of those collaborations are so interesting to explore. And I I gather that you do have some people who are illustrators in the program. We do. I would say that particularly when we look at Kidlit right now, um, 
there with the rise of the graphic novel and a lot of superstar, I would say, author illustrators. Mo Willems, who lives here locally, is someone that frequently comes to mind. Uh, it really underscores how important the visual storytelling is for children. Um, and I think especially in today's digital age, how much video we consume online, how much we're not just receiving media and information through one channel, but we're kind of having a multi-sensory approach. Um, and adults love pictures too. I think that's why adults have nostalgia for children's books, why it sticks with them, because there's a power not only when you have those words, but you have those images that really are ingrained um, in your head and your heart. I guess then I'd, I'd ask you one last question is, is there one book for you um, that resonates from your childhood or something that, yeah, um, and that is? Um, so I always joke it's uh, it's like asking someone to say, pick your favorite child, oh. um, <laughs> because I co- uh, curating the PJ library. Um, but actually, I have one, and it's, it's Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins. Um, I got my first copy of that book when I was about eight or nine years old. And there is a famous line, Herschel is a, a character of, from Yiddish literature, Herschel of Ostropol, who has to outwit goblins that are trying to take away Hanukkah. And when Herschel encounters the king goblin, the goblin says, Herschel, don't you know who I am? And he looks and he says, well, I know you're not Queen Esther. And as a young kid, I remember... Not only did it make me smile, but I knew that I was in on the joke. I had had enough information that I felt part of that storytelling because I brought something into the story and I got something out. And so my favorite part is not only that moment, which I remember, and I still love this book, that it has become the favorite PJ Library book of my two sons. And we read it together, and I think I am equally giddy every time I reread it as they are reading it. And we've all had the chance to meet Eric Kimmel, the gracious author and he signed our original copy to to both me and to my two children and to whomever in our family might come next that will read that book and so it has a special place in my heart that's pretty wonderful yeah um and i think it also in some ways um alludes to what's really special about the relationship in terms of bringing into the conversation between pj and the yiddish book center it's really nice that it's giving uh the tent is giving these participants the opportunity to workshop, explore, collaborate, and also to look at avenues to actually get these books yeah. into the hands of children. Absolutely. Um, so it's early morning for our listeners. Um, it's the first thing in the morning, um, and Meredith was generous enough to take a few minutes, um, and you're off for day four? Day four, yeah. yeah. Um, and then tomorrow wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking time. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Bye. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Sarah Bleichfeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon. Thank you.